You know what you didn't mention, actually? Mm-hmm. Was Spider-Man The Last of Us and a lot of other games as well. Wow, I didn't realize that Microsoft owned Last of Us, Spider-Man, <laughs> Ghost of Tsushima, Death Stranding, I'm sorry, and the Resident Evil 2 it. remake. Because all these benefits sound great, but they're not great benefits unless you want to play all the games and love them. So as always, thank you for joining me. Enjoy the podcast. Kick back and relax. The force is strong and is with us always. And never forget. We have hope. Rebellions are built on hope. They have no idea we're coming. Take hold of this moment. The force is strong. Make ten men feel like a hundred. the next chance and the next time you're rebels on you bizzle jesse aka the bizzle oh the bizzle thank you <laughs> the bizzle thank you the bizzle yeah the bizzle all right ladies and gentlemen of the Bizzlecast, welcome to the post e3 special of the Bizzlecast, in which i know nothing and i bring on a guy who knows everything ethan aka l underscore fedorable you're that guy welcome back to the podcast hey it's gonna be back but just uh are you aren't you sure that's what you do every week because <laughs> i'm pretty sure like you'd like to think yo that, i know my star wars mythology man come on i, I know mean, my star listen, wars. that's great and all but <laughs> it's great and all but you seem to think that horizon zero dawn is better than legend of zelda so I, I i think that's why you need me here i mean i am not the only one who feels that way i am not the only one who yeah feels people that who want a playstation and don't want a switch feel that way yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. All right, shots fired at Sony already. I appreciate it. By oh, the way, I got dude, more. I got more. Oh, I'm sure you do. I've heard the Sony press conference was was awful from a presentation oh, standpoint. Oh, it's not even about the conference. I got another shot, but we'll leave that for shot. Okay. Well, the bottom line is, I, I actually know nothing about Nintendo. I've at least seen headlines of the other ones. I know nothing about Nintendo. So, Ethan, E3, which we talked about being an awkward, bizarre, not super fun conference that people are forced to go to because of what's being discussed at the conference. It's not, you know, we talk, it's not a particularly fun conference to go to as a conference. You go to be at the front lines of what's going on. So, I will leave it to you to talk about the most important thing to come out of this conference. In your perspective, Ethan, is blank. Uh... That honestly, uh, the future, the future, the future of gaming as a whole. That that, that sounds really okay. cheesy, but that's like a genuine statement because go on. Literally, almost every developer, including EA and, and publisher, developer, whatever, put out something that is exciting that we can look forward to for the future. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I, it, there's no other way to sum up outside of that. Uh, it was really great starting on Saturday, uh, right after the EA conference, that E3 can now finally begin now that EA was done with. Um, but, uh, I mean, looking at everything back in a, in a full recap, like because I, I literally have a Microsoft document in front of me with literally every title separated by, uh, by a conference, uh, it... There's a lot to look forward to here. There's a lot. Okay. Hold on. Okay. I'm about to launch you into all those things in your document. Let me just say, 
I've heard uncategorically that people said this was a games conference in terms of the quality seeming of games across the board from companies and studios and so forth. People were very happy at the overall haul of this conference since, to be honest with you, man, well before I was really paying attention to this stuff. It's been many I, years since people felt this optimistic about the games. Go ahead. So, so like for most E3s, it's very pointed at who was where the hype was coming from. Like mm. Sony was bringing the games this year or Nintendo was bringing the game this year. Or, who am I kidding, Microsoft never had the games, but Microsoft had the games, or whatever, quote-unquote, whatever you were excited for. Like, the hype was built in a certain direction. This really feels like the hype is, like, really about everything. So, it's All right, so where do you want to start us? Start us wherever you want, honestly. I normally... I normally... Hold on, hold on. As you know, I normally give preference to Sony and Nintendo for all things, but... For this conference, it seemed like everyone was hitting on all cylinders, so I will let you begin wherever you want. Sure. Um, let's start with EA to just get it out of the way, since mm-hmm. we can. I can say two things, and then we can move on. Sure. Um, EA, we can also do it because they started the they started E three, or rather, when it ended, they started E three. Um, so, uh, exciting things out of EA. Um, they announced that across the board that they are ending their loot box, pay for power, blah, blah, blah schemes. Great. Yay. Congratulations. You're finally worth the industry. So they say. Um, Right. Right. (laughs) So they say. Right. Um, And then they unveiled more information about Anthem, uh, which people are excited for, uh, including myself. Um, I still need to see more, but it looks like... It, lo- it definitely looks like it needs another the, the rest the, the next year that they are taking to develop it to develop it. Um, so hopefully, when we get more like concrete stuff on, so that, that's it. Exciting that whole anthem presentation. That's the best you took out. We of got that? we got four minutes of video. We got oh. four minutes of gameplay. Um, <sighs> what I can tell you is, is that it looks fun, but I can't. Yeah. I haven't played it yet. Okay, I haven't played it yet. What I will say is that it's definitely going to be a PC game because holy hell does it look beautiful on PC, but I have no idea how it's going to yeah. look on a console. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's some nitpicky stuff like, oh, uh, the robots were like, there's damage numbers to show what you're doing damage to enemies, and they're kind of like super in your face, like they're obscuring. So that's like a nitpicky thing. That's something they'll fix out through beta testing and whatnot. Um, honestly, if if they create so 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 what they have before them is a whole slew of data from Destiny and the Division, which is what this game basically takes from as far as mm. games go. Mm. Like they have all this slew of data telling them we need to have a ton of PVE content at launch because they announced that there's no PvP for this game. So there's no split development teams. It's literally they're all developing PVE content. That's all they're doing. So. They need to have, what they know is they need to launch with a ton of content because if they don't, people are going to be upset because that's what happened with the Division and Destiny is that they did not have enough content at launch, so people were upset. Um, what is content when it comes to online MMOs at this point? Like, I, so I don't think anyone looter, knows so what that even shooters, means. Did you know how Diablo works? I, I know how Diablo works, but right. so 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 take take Diablo. 
throw it into an FPS or a third-person or a gun-based game with tactics and fun gameplay plus a reason to keep playing the game. Sure. That then leads back into playing the game. Reasons to play the game. It's it's hard for me, though, man, because I played Diablo 1 and 2 initially as single-player games. So... Thinking of Diablo as like a looter MMO, I know that's what it's become. It's hard for me to see that personally. Sure. So, but but in a in a nutshell, the way these games work is, you play the game, mm. you get better guns. You use those better guns to play the game to get more better guns. Yeah. So long as they keep that cycle going, stacking on top, making it more exciting each time. You keep the content flowing. Eventually it stops because it has to. There's no way you can develop a game like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it's long, if it lasts you a month, up one or two months, and then you're like, okay, I could do my weekly stuff every week. But outside of that, I'm not going to need... If they can create a game where I can log in three times a week and have fun playing the game, they will have created a successful experience. Hmm. Hmm. All right, man. Well, I, I want to get to Bethesda. Let's go to Microsoft first. Let's go to well, every, Microsoft was next in line, so yeah, we should go to Microsoft. A, a, everyone's always looking for a reason to pat Microsoft on the back, and I think it's because they're all addicted to Windows, and so they have to find reasons well, to let, support well, let me tell Microsoft. You, let, let me tell you. Yeah, I, 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 agree, I agree with everything you're saying, but I'm looking at seven bullet points and no other thing on the no other. Okay. All right. Presentation right. has seven bullet points. So this will be great. This will be great. You will give your seven bullet points, and I All will right. try to shoot at least three or four of them down. So All go right. ahead. So at the top, most exciting has to be Terry Crews Simulator the game. No, I'm kidding. Crackdown 3. <laughs> um, <laughs> but in all seriousness, if you haven't watched the Crackdown that, 3 trailer. That's a cult trailer, game, not a mainstream game, but go ahead. Please go watch the Crackdown 3 trailer. It is an Xbox exclusive, so it is. Yeah, it's an Xbox exclusive, but it is a cult game. It's not even a but, lot of the streamers but, I watch but, play that but, game. But you're playing Terry Crews. But you're playing is Terry Crews. Okay, more, I'm not shooting that one do down directly, do but that's not ones. turning Microsoft around from I think, I, Horizon, just, Uncharted, just, The Last of just, Us, and so just, forth. Yes. You're playing as Terry Crews. What do I else do I need to do to sell okay. you on this? All game? right, all right, that's one. That's one. We're crossing off the list. Go right. to the next one. In all seriousness, at the top of the list, the most exciting, um, Halo Infinity. Now we don't know jack shit, but what we do know is that, and I was calling this new engine. If you the 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 whole trailer, which is not of gameplay, but it is of engine capability. It's an engine capability trailer to show off what the engine is capable of. It looks beautiful. I, I It's hard to describe how beautiful it is without you actually watching it, but let me tell you, it is beautiful. Like, how much does I, an Xbox One X, by the way, cost, by the way? Xbox One X, I think it's... Uh, they, actually, they actually put it on sale recently. What does it cost most places? It's about $400, I know that. I believe it's $599. I think that was launch price. I think they put it on sale. Fine, even four ninety nine. Get you can get a PS four for two fifty to three hundred. Just, just. But it's not the most powerful console on the market. No, I know, but you can still get it for two hundred fifty dollars. Not the most powerful console on the market. I don't think most people care. But keep going. Um. So that's great. It's great for them because they'll have a new engine to work with, which I was spouting for a long time. And you know me personally; like new engines are important. 
because it makes development easier. A lot of people think it's going to be an overworld Halo game. Whatever, we don't know anything. But it's important to see that new engines are being developed because the way that these, uh, what, I, what we've learned from this E3 in particular is that all of these publishers have started to create this studios housing um, branch of business where each hmm. of these publishers have an Interesting adapt, model. Have bought, it's too bad none and, of the major companies have been doing this for the last seven years. <laughs> right. They've decided to buy up five Sony. plus developers. <clears throat> right. They've, yeah. they've, they've bought up five plus developers. Yes. And they own these publishers and they can, uh, developers, and then they can funnel money through them and then do more interesting things with them. So with the creation of a new engine, that means you can put assets over to your other teams. Putting assets over to your other teams save money and creates a more better experience. Or not more better, a better experience because it's a new engine in today's age when we have literally kept using the same engines from Xbox 360 and PS3. It, it like it, it's it's finally happening and it's exciting to see. It. I'm excited. So to see Microsoft it. is acknowledging that getting talented uh, third party studios under their roof is more important than the Connect. Well, they is added here. They added they added three this year. <laughs> They had a three. They already had four. They had a three this year. Okay. All right. Yep. Look, if they beat The Last of Us in Horizon, I'll be impressed. But yep. until then, it, it's, yep. it's, you know. Uh, Gears of War 5, for anybody who cares about Gears of War 5, not me, but a lot of people do. Not a lot cares. of people do. They really don't. A lot of people do. It's a excellent third-party wave tactic. By the way, I don't think people care about Halo either, by the way. I think that's a long-gone generation. Mm-mm. People still play for the competitive experience. I know, but I think Call of Duty has so far surpassed Halo. I, I don't think there's even nope. a competition at this point. Nope. nope, there's still a huge. There's still there's still like right. just because just because the fan base has shrunk doesn't mean it's going anywhere. For certain games like Halo, for Halo, there's always going to be that core community that will sit there, like the Destiny community, that's going to sit there through whatever and will play the Halo experience, whatever it is. All right. That, that's that's I, just what it is. I I hope you are right, but as the company that you know was behind Sea of Thieves, you know, I I need to be a little skeptical of the whole thing. Speaking of which, they unveiled two new expansions coming, which nobody cares August about. and September. Plenty of people. Nobody care. cares. No, they don't. Uh, the fact that they showed it off at an E3 press conference proves the fact that people care. Okay. Okay. Why why would why would they take why would they take <laughs> A minute and 45 seconds of time to show off a trailer for a dead game. I know. I just know that Microsoft has ended up killing most studios that it's taking control of. That's all I know. Um, so, you know, I'm just going to pass performance. But you got sure. more, you have more uh, bullet points about yeah. Microsoft. So uh, Forza Horizon 4 looks really neat. Looks super, I think it, it looks beautiful. That's the first thing. But all these racing games always have. Yeah. Um, racing games do great abroad, by the way. Very popular among the rest of the world. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Uh, it looks super neat. Um, it's great, awesome. Uh, more, more race, more good racing games. Um, okay, keep going. I think the most important thing on this list, Battletoads, is returning. One of the most hated and loved old school games of all time. It's hilarious. It is returning as traditional third player couch co op. Hmm. Three player couch co op. Hmm. All right. I like it. I like it. Uh, let's see. Battletoads uh, was great. Me and my friends were horrible at it, but we'd play it all the time. 
I know. I actually, I've actually never played. It. I just know the memes. Yeah, because the whole point of the game is to fuck over your friend, but then you fuck over yourself. It's yeah. it's brutal. Yeah. Um, tying this all together comes with the Game Pass. Game Pass news. Uh, we've talked about the Microsoft Game Pass before. Well, can you can you just elaborate a little bit for the like fans? In, in a nutshell, it is Microsoft's subscription-based service. What it does is, for $10 a month, you get every Microsoft-exclusive game, starting with Sea of Thieves Plus, for free. So, when Gears 5 comes out, when Forza 4 comes out, when Crackdown comes out, when Halo Infinity comes out, I think. They haven't announced it yet, but I'm sure they'll put it in with it. All of those games will be $10 a month packaged together. So long as you're subscribed, you get to play the game, hmm. which is great for multiplayer experiences. It is. But you know, what I, you know what you didn't mention, actually? Mm-hmm. Was Spider-Man, The Last of Us, and a lot of other games as well. Wow, I didn't realize that Microsoft owned Last of Us, Spider-Man, <laughs> Ghost of Tsushima, Death Stranding, I'm sorry, and the Resident Evil 2 it. remake. Because all these benefits sound great. But they're not great benefits unless you want to play all the games and love them. As someone who gets tired of games very quickly, if they're not great, I just look at these games and say, the Sony Plus deal is is better than this. Yeah. Um, Listen, listen. First and foremost, every game Sony announced was a single-player game. Sure, yep. So... Well, you know, I don't like single-player games. <laughs> um, listen, 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 listen. No, sorry, keep going. I'm sorry. These are very different things. Okay, so uh, the point is, it's a great service. If they can convince people that paying more money, they can get A, much better hardware, and B, a bunch of free games. If they can convince people of that, then that's a that's a good place well, to start. And, but they and, are working uphill right now. And, and interestingly enough, and I'm going to end this point uh, and Microsoft here with this point. They, unlike everybody else, now to be fair, Nintendo should shouldn't be saying anything like this. But they did announce that they are working on the next Xbox Live at at, at the theater show. Which for the people who have already not wanted to spend money on an Xbox One. You know, I mean, hey, if you want an Xbox One, congratulations—they're going to be like twenty bucks now. <laughs> Which is exactly why PS did not announce hardware, as I told you they would not, and they did not. I told you they wouldn't. That was the only thing I was certain about. I, would, I was out of the way on it. Yeah, nah, I thought no way. Uh, um, but we're, we're going to save that. So, okay, man, Bethesda, let's get to it. Elder Scrolls Six. Cut, cut, my friends, ready to go. Oh, word, perfect. Can you hear me? Yes, we can okay. hear you. How are you? I'm good, man. How are you? Good, man. You ready to jump into it? Yeah, I'm ready. Yep. So we talked uh, Microsoft. I mostly shot Ethan down on Microsoft, so that was great. And um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, just hate Microsoft. I don't hate it. I just think they got nothing compared to Sony and Nintendo. Listen, I think, you I think shot Sony down Nintendo. Battletoads, okay? Like, I can't help uh, you anymore. Hey, look, look, look. I, I agree with you on that. Microsoft didn't really bring anything crazy, but it's the best that conference they've had since uh, was Fair it? Enough. their um, Xbox Watch. One X reveal. Fair <laughs> like, enough. Yeah. It wasn't there. You shouldn't buy our new console because our old console has better connectivity uh, conference. So. Hey, hey, buy this one because this one actually works. <laughs> <laughs> so we're actually about to jump in Bethesda. Are you good for that? <laughs> yeah, that's fine. All right, cool. All right. It's nice to meet you, Austin. I'm Jesse. Oh, yeah, Austin, Bethesda. avoid the yeah. cookie clack on the keyboard. 
No, no, it's all good. It's all good. All right, let's jump into Bethesda. So, all right, so I want to welcome Austin to the podcast just in time for the big Bethesda announcement. Austin, welcome to the Bizzlecast. Thanks for having me, dude. I feel very welcomed here. Uh, Hello, everyone. You are very welcome, and your perspective is very welcome. Um, And we had just talked a little Microsoft, and now we're going to jump into Bethesda. And Ethan knows my feeling about Skyrim. Um, which I don't want to go into such complexity here, but I will say, no, I, I hate how buggy it is and it keeps keeps keeping me from playing it because of how buggy it is. Uh, that being said, I am excited about the elder scroll six project. I don't know if you're an RPG guy, Austin, but what do you think about this, this Bethesda announcement? Um, not really a Western RPG kind of guy, but mm-hmm. for Bethesda, you know, I'm, I'm all about that. Uh, you know, just Elder Scrolls. And I'm, I was back in Oblivion. That was probably my favorite game over Skyrim. I, so good. I think, um, um, yeah, the new location that they tease, you know, I, I was kind of like, well, what the heck is this? This is like next gen graphics or something like that. It's, it's probably going to be really crazy. Awesome. I just personally, I'll throw this to you, Ethan, next. I, I so did not want them to do a Starfield reveal or whatever as, as yeah. their next game. It, that, after No Man's Sky and the failure of uh, Andromeda, Mass Effect, and other games, I'm skeptical about the new Halo games. I actually was hoping they would stick with it semi-usual you know, usual Bethesda Elder Scrolls. I, I, I don't know if you think they're, they're, you think they're in their comfort zone here. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. Ahead, I, mean, like, it, I, I think they're in the comfort zone because from what we from what we know about Starfield, and it's very little. Let's be clear about this: very mm-hmm. little. Um, that Bethesda just is good at making single player open open world experiences, and whatever setting that takes place in doesn't matter. That's proven from time to time down on Earth or on planets. So why should that differ in the stars just because someone else screwed up the last time? That's just Austin? my opinion. <laughs> um, well, I like to, I'd like to see them take a, like a new turn of events. Cause we've, we've not really gotten anything, you know, super far into the future except for a uh, fallout. And that barely tapped onto like, you know, space exploration and space tourism and things like that. And to say that they're going for like, an ambitious um experiment with this it only and like from the teaser we saw like a satellite and you know a planet or something like that so um i'm expecting some crazy like planet exploration shit from them and like you know just all types of crazy stuff like that i think they could pull it off essentially it's interesting i mean they talk about how they don't care about certain bugs in their (laughs) game and they think it's funny and like i get it but if you're doing Elder Scrolls 6, I feel like you have to try and avoid some of the early game-breaking bugs that Skyrim had, you yeah. know? Oh, and from day one. And, 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 and on top of that, we're not all going to use mods, and we don't, we, we don't care to use mods. We want the game to function as a game. And I know Skyrim is so huge... But like again, Austin. I'm sorry. I, I mean, Ethan. I'm sorry. Austin, it's your first time on. I am a massive fan of Horizon Zero Dawn, mm-hmm. and I realize that Zero Dawn is maybe a fifth as big of a map as Skyrim, even if it's a tenth. But I no, no, it's 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 it's, it's about two thirds. 
two thirds, I experienced zero game breaking bugs mm-hmm. in that entire game. There was two frame rate drops in like 120 hours, no game breaking bugs. And so I love the worlds that Bethesda creates, but I'm not going to let them off the hook about, you know, a bug extermination, if you will, right? Do you mm-hmm. think we should let them off the hook on that? You think? I think, I, I, I think. I, I, I don't let anybody off the hook for anything. I just don't care. But it, it, how, how to put this? Well, wait, hold on, Austin. Go, go oh, ahead. Austin, jump, jump in. Yeah, yeah, Austin, so, what the way I see it from, uh, you know, from a developing standpoint, there yeah. should be, you know, enough precaution that you have people like playing the game repeated, like repeatedly, just to make sure. Like, um, I know there's like a community for stuff like that. People find break, game breaking stuff like. Uh, there's like probably some subreddit or somewhere that can just like find glitches or like you know the speed runners that just like exploit the game and just tear it apart i know people that um like day one games are like having these like crazy ass bugs and they're just exploiting it online and stuff Mm -hmm. like that so they, they need to outsource for you know some sort of like community that can really like pinpoint like what are gamers gonna do first in this game that'll you know just mess everything up like they need to make sure that they find the right. I, mean, I didn't even get through the opening dragon mission twice in a row on Skyrim. I had the oh. game of the year edition supposedly updated completely for the PS3, like a year or two after it came out. I got crap. I completely lost my game twice in a row at the beginning of Skyrim. And I'm like, what am I supposed to think about this game? Everyone says it's amazing. I can't even get into the main game. And then when I got into the main game, I'm like, this is the worst combat system of any RPG I've ever experienced. Like, <laughs> either give me full action controls like Horizon or Witcher, or go turn-based style like Final Fantasy. Um, yeah, and, and so I never saw the giant appeal of Skyrim. Um, do you think that there is a mainstream appeal, or do you think it's about the modding and, and just the hardcore fans coming back to it over and over again, Austin? No. Go ahead, go ahead. So, um, so basically, uh, you look at a game like Skyrim, and you look at the mod community for it. There's, um, I think there's this one really ambitious mod that's trying to put every uh, province of um, Tam- uh, province of uh, Tamriel, yeah, excuse me, um, into the game of Skyrim. And um, you have, like, a, a forum of, like, 80 people, and they're just working on that. It's, like, the core community, uh, there's going to be your audience that picks up the game and then uh, plays it for a while. But then there's also going to be that audience that sticks to it, and then they'll just try to, like, you know, pick at it. And then they'll just keep replaying it because, like, you know, they're either fans of the game or they're part of the modding community. And um, I think what Bethesda needs to hit is um, like mostly the like the mainstream gamers and stuff like that they want to you know because there's always going to be that group that's going to like support them no matter what but like you got to start making games that are polished and um you got to make sure that you know you don't need to require mods because some people don't want to do with any of that stuff like people play vanilla skyrim sometimes and don't even have dlc so like you got to focus on the actual game first on its own before you release that right and i and just coming from me yeah go um they definitely need to they, they like obviously Jesse your experience was a little different than the rest of us's but 
I'm, I'm serious. Like, I'm serious. But, but I, I experienced Bethesda in the 90s with the original Elder Scrolls, I'm about by the way. Skyrim. And it was buggy even then. So. Morrowind? Oh my gosh, that game is so broken. <laughs> oh no, I'm talking about Elder Scrolls 1. Oh, Arena? Scrolls. Arena? Oh my gosh, that game. Before Arena, it was buggy. It's been buggy since the beginning. Go ahead, yeah. I think I, what, what really drives, what really drove Skyrim to just like the pinnacle of just the height of what video game was back in 2012 was just its expansiveness and that there was so much that there was 300 hours of content to do in an rpg video game whether it was on your console or on a pc like that was not very common for the day uh in my opinion Mm. uh well correct me if i'm wrong because also was a little more in tune with games back then than i was so yeah uh, so I mean, like that—that's what—that's what people reach for when they—they they remember the. And we had this conversation a lot. The nostalgia feel. People reach for that. Those memories of this was the game that I played the crap out of because there was so much to do. There was so much fun to be had with it, and yeah. so that just happened to touch the most people at the right time, so that mm-hmm. people believe that. Elder Scrolls Skyrim is the best RPG that they've ever played. Um, don't get me wrong; in a lot, in some ways, it probably was. But in oh, that's probably in only a very few ways. If you look at Skyrim, if you compare it to, let's say, Witcher, which just came out recently, in comparison to Skyrim, yeah. Um, which we can clearly see between the difference between the two, as Witcher is a hell of a lot better. Um. Or even say Zelda, which won up Skyrim by because Skyrim's whole deal was this is the biggest map. Well, Zelda was like almost two times bigger than Skyrim, so there there there's a lot to account for with Bethesda's popularity as a whole, not just within Skyrim. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. because a lot of people, a lot a lot of people, yeah, love. That era with Fallout 3, New Vegas, yeah. and Skyrim, and remember those games very fondly as a golden age of nostalgia and always look forward to the next thing that they put out. Which, don't yeah. get me wrong, if we look at it, and it's never good to look at it this way, the the bottom of the list versus the top of the list, Bethesda definitely sneaks into that top part of the list, but that's only, they, they, the only reason they're not at the bottom, or the only reason they're still the only reason they're not at the top of the list is because of the limitations of what they do as a studio by launching these big games with a lot of bugs. Yeah, but the dude, the problem is even if you look at the game that I the games that I rip a hole in all the time, like Far Cry and Assassin's Creed and all the Ubisoft open world games, <laughs> they have so many problems. But game breaking bugs early on is not one of them. And I'm telling you, if Elder Scrolls Elder Scrolls Six releases with game breaking bugs out of the gate op- in the opening parts of that game, it will destroy it. And I think Bethesda deserves it, even though I'm rooting for them as a company that prioritizes great story and gameplay and you know open world stuff. But if they can't fix open, you know, game breaking bugs early on in that game, it's it's going to ruin them the way loot boxes seem to be ruining EA or so it's, forth. It's still going to get a ten out of ten on IGN. That's all we care about. Like, well, so what? Guys? So do all the Nintendo <laughs> games? You put out any Nintendo game with Mario or Zelda in the title, it gets a ten out of ten on everything. I mean, they, every, everyone's paid off at this point. Yeah, yep. Let's be honest. 
They're all paid off 100%. Yeah. It's it's sort of that um what is it? The branding effect, you yeah. know, cuz like a lot of people just um I know a lot of people that say oh uh the prequels are bad and stuff like that but like people still like would go watch the prequels don't you should have brought this up this man's a huge star wars nerd <laughs> why would you bring this up Austin? people would watch the prequels and be like <laughs> we're never go- we're never gonna you, finish this podcast would you would you watch it if it wasn't star wars and they'd probably say no but just because it was star wars they'd go out and they'll just go watch that stuff and like rewatch it <laughs> ethan ethan knows me well that was funny <laughs> <laughs> you, you you sunk us Austin. It's over. You're never coming back. No, I'm staying away from Star Wars. I'm staying away from Star Wars. Stay- oh, right. oh, by the way, Austin, very quickly, yeah. whether you are or not a Star Wars fan, what's your favorite Star Wars movie? Probably uh, Empire Strikes Back. Fair enough. What about the new movies? The new out of the new ones, Last Jedi. Cool. All right, well, this guy knows what he's talking about, you know? I mean, you know, he knows the Star Wars stuff. So, is there anything else from Bethesda I'm missing? Because it seemed like everything got lost in Elder Scrolls 6. Doom 2. Yeah, Doom Eternal. Uh, Fallout yeah. 76 was, it looks great. If it, they actually pull it off, it's good. If it has the same crappy bugs that Fallout 4 did, and that engine is terrible, by the way, then uh, it, the game is going to be catastrophic on release. <laughs> so... So just 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 bullet pointing seventy six here. Yeah, it's a multiplayer Fallout, first one of its kind. Mm-hmm. They have they have done a cuff, they've done a they've done a staple tape up bandaged up version uh, thing that uh, Call of Duty does every year with their engine to the Fallout Four engine. So it's slightly better. That's in quotes. Um, <laughs> I, I always do quotes over. I do always do bunny ears whenever I'm talking, but I realize you guys can't see me because I'm talking through a microphone. Um, uh, they say what was it 16 to 24 people you said 24 24 to 32 24 to 32 people on a server and the way it works is you are you've come out of the vaults and you are building rebuilding rebuilding civilization but you're basically let's be honest here it's pv fallout it's 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 fallout Fallout pvp simulator and the first person to find all of the nuclear launch codes on dead on dead uh, enemy bodies can launch a nuke at other people's bases. Yep. That it, it looks super fun. The question is, will it be fun ten hours after launch? That that's the question I have. Um. So okay. I mean, it looks awesome, but the question is, will it be fun? Ten, like, so it's the sea of these conundrum. Will it be fun 10 hours after launch? It's not a conundrum. Um, that's bad game design. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why I'm no, it's not, criticizing Microsoft. Yeah, uh, okay. No, it's not because some games are fun and they pull it off. All right, okay. All right, so I'm going to wrap in Ubisoft and Squeenix uh, together. So All Austin, right. thoughts about either or both of those two conferences? All right, Ubisoft showed up to E3 with a trailing mission for Aussie. <laughs> uh, I fell asleep. Uh, for most of um, Ubisoft, uh, not as um, not as what I was expecting from Ubisoft, they they were like you know just showing off a bunch of like older games that they had like Siege and For Honor and stuff like that. Um, you know they, their series like Just Dance and um, Assassin's Creed, they they bring them every year, so it's kind of like nothing super crazy or out of the ordinary from them. Uh, mm. I. <laughs> 
it's it's Ubisoft, like honestly. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, I, I had the list here. So, uh, Ass Creed, um, the they showed off the DLC for XCOM Nintendo, which is your Donkey. favorite your favorite game on the Switch, Jesse. Uh, uh, Mario Rabbits. Um, I love Mario Rabbits. What was it? The new Trials game, the new Trials Motorsport game. Their Arwing uh, game. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, Starlink, which is Skylanders, but with Leo uh, fighter ships in space. That I don't need to say anything else. So we're just going to leave that one alone. I I um, just want to I just want to point out really quickly when uh, I saw this like ships being chased by other ships, I was like, he's on my tail. And then right after they reveal Star Fox <laughs> as a playable character. Oh my god. So basically, um, Assassin's thing, Creed and a bunch of stuff we have no idea well, about. Well, so, 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 but, but the 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 only thing that was of importance and listen, Austin's not that much of a fan of it. I am, but and I I have hope for it. Uh, Division Two, they 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 actually did show off a lot of things about the Division Two. They showed off gameplay, they showed off story, they showed off they. they as far as it, I will say one thing about E three as a whole, one disappointment, and that is none of these publishers thought that showing off gameplay was a good idea. No one came with gameplay this year, which was very disappointing. Um, yeah. maybe Although, every every stage had one game with 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 gameplay in it. Which did was the Stranding have gameplay? No. Yeah, they had, oh, well, they had gameplay, trailer, and then they had, was it Ghost of Shima? Although it was very scripted, it was still very good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. We will see it. All, and there were no fame drops in any of the Sony games. Like it yeah. all looked like it was running pretty but well. But the Twitch stream did, 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 did die. <laughs> oh yeah, Russia attacked. <laughs> Dude, Last of Us Part Two gameplay. You want to jump oh, yeah. into it? Hold on. Bring no, it. You, that game. I told you it's going to sell twenty-five million copies. I'm standing by my estimate. Did we talk Last about of Us Part Two is going to sell twenty-five many, million copies. Argue against me. They're also going to talk. I'm going to look up that statistic real fast. What Squeenix or what? No, I'm jumping to Sony because yeah. I'm, I'm sick of this bullshit. <laughs> I know Squeenix. By the way, All the right. new version of the Life is Strange game, Captain Fantastic, or whatever it's called, I'm excited for because I love the Life is Strange game. So uh, big fan. Great for, for, for Squeenix. I hope their Final Fantasy stuff works out. Big fan, whatever. Bottom line yeah. is, Last of Us 2, despite Sony's weird conference, clearly the best and most exciting game. It's already the biggest game next year, but because of the gameplay mixed with the story and everything about it, I think that game could sell 20 to 25 million copies. And Horizon sold 10, Zelda sold like 7 or 8, like, it's a big jump. I think it could sell that many copies. And even if it doesn't, it's going to sell a ton. Yeah, Um, I I agree with you on that. Last of Us 2, it had um, a lot of people asking for it, and then they start off the show with it right away they bring out the guy with the banjo they start playing the theme and um you know just all the preparation that they did for the last of us 2 when they actually like went to go build the church and everything it's really cool i mean it's kind of gimmicky if you ask me you know like moving people from their seats to another theater but like you know yeah, i hate i hate that shit that was unnecessary yeah yeah yeah, but you know, Sony's trying to be like all extra and shit. You know, their their business model. Is but just they don't like, have to. That's what was surprising to me. It was like Sony yeah. was already the favorite going in. Yeah. Why did they feel like they had to do anything extra? They're already owning this market, right? Yeah, it it was their E three to lose, but you know, they just yeah. double tap just in case. <laughs> mm. That's a good point. Um, That's just want to quickly interject here. Uh, just confirmed as of five hours ago, all the major uh, game publishers or uh, like the news publish game news publishers have confirmed that Last of Us as a total 
name has the the first one has sold 17 million copies since yeah. launch. Okay, so that's the so original 20, plus the mil- remaster. Twenty-five million is actually a very fair estimate. I think it is. I think that is a fair because people want stories. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I won't go on a Star Wars rant here, but for the, what, <laughs> Star Wars movies that work or don't work, it's people want great stories. The Avengers movie, the Black Panther movie, people want great stories in these epic games that they can play. That's why Uncharted's done so great. Why Last of Us has done so great. Why God of War is doing so great. Why fucking Horizon is doing great. Stony understands people want great stories, and so they're willing to just say fuck it to the multiplayer. <laughs> Austin, I want to ask you, because me and Ethan have this the discussion all the time, and I say keep the multiplayer games coming as multiplayer games, but also make us single-player games that don't even think about multiplayer, that are just single-player games. Mm-hmm. I think Sony gets it. The other developers I mean, Nintendo gets it to a certain point. Uh, I'm not so sure. Yeah, Nintendo has always been the guy who kind of just doesn't get online at all. Like, yeah. you know, they're they're still using, like, broadband. <laughs> but, there's, uh, mm. but, but um, yeah, Sony is just, like, they're, they're on top of their stuff. They're not, like, uh, completely selling out to the multiplayer stuff. Like, I know everyone's at that Battle Royale genre or whatever that shit is. And um, they're just trying to, you know, milk money off of, like, what's hot and stuff like that. But Sony is consistently releasing their single player stuff you know for the people who don't like play multiplayer games and stuff like that and then they're releasing the multiplayer stuff on top of that too yeah i mean in the last few years uncharted 4 uncharted the lost legacy you got the last of us remastered we're about to get last of us part two hopefully uh, sooner rather than later you throw in horizon from gorilla games you throw in uh the new god of war from santa monica they're putting out some of the greatest single player games ever and they're putting them out consistently and they're creating new ips like horizon where they need to and they're continuing older ips like last of us where people want more Mm mm-hmm I um I'm a big fan of like story driven games like I yeah. I played shit out of Detroit Become Human I, I love that oh, game oh nice yeah oh dude can you talk about that a little bit because I've seen some gameplay online and seen reviews and stuff which which is because that that game designer in particular is very controversial a oh, Quantic Dream or what's is that the name? yeah what's his name though the main guy behind the whole thing uh. uh I'm totally blanking on it right I now I keep the right I'll, I'll, I'll just okay. talk yeah yeah. Um. Yeah. The writer. You know. He. People don't really like his David story Cage. sometimes. Cage. Yeah, Dave, yeah. David yeah. Cage. They, people don't really like the way he writes his stories. Um. I can't remember why. Like it's it's drawing a blank. Well, people also hate Blade Runner. By the way. Yeah. <laughs> That's why the Blade Runner reboot, which was really good, that came out last year, didn't do as well because they overestimated the extent that people liked Blade Runner, even though it's a classic sci-fi story. Go ahead, man. Yeah. <laughs> um. He, the way he like uh you know the way he like handled Detroit become human he tried to draw like a lot of um you know comparisons to like equal rights and stuff like that and um you know uh i'm all for like you know just like empowerment things like that but like the um the game had some really like slow writing at times like when you could see that it was bad you would tell it like it was kind of terrible but when the writing got good it got really really good in the game like the the pacing of the game was fine sometimes the game just like takes a screeching halt and it's just kind of like why is this happening <laughs> but i mean it could be just you know the choices i was making in the game or whatever but you know some of the stuff that stayed consistent through my playthroughs uh it was just kind of like well this is not really good for pacing <laughs> 
I mean, I grew up with point. I mean, this is old man Brenner. Ethan knows what's coming here. Um, old man Brenner stuff. I grew up with point and click adventure games in the early nineties, mm-hmm. like King's Quest, Monkey Island, Full Throttle, um, Day of the Tentacle. Um, and these games took forever just to figure out what piece of inventory you needed to mix with another piece of inventory to get through yeah. the next thing. So I am a humongous fan of these games. And so I'm a big supporter of, of Cage, even though I haven't played through a lot of his games. I played some of a few of them and I've just, I've seen some of them played through. I'm a big fan of the, what they used to call the adventure game genre. Mm-hmm. And for me, Life is Strange is more in the sort of mold I like of that a little bit lower key less pretentious but it's basically the same idea you know people who hate on him call them walking simulators um but I, I don't totally feel that way whatsoever with those games and so i'm a big fan that that, that game is doing great and yeah it is other than last of us which does have a lot of shooting but does include some of that stuff do we see any of those kind of games introduced in this conference um, uh, depends on what Death Stranding ends up actually being. Yeah. Because we, while we've seen gameplay, and that's a good I, point. I, I'm not sure, like, what we've seen as gameplay. I don't know. We can't confirm or deny whether that's most of the game, some of the story-driven game, whether that's part of the open world experience. If it's an open world, we don't know enough. It's still with like Death Stranding, still pulling those cords of we don't know enough yet to fully determine, but. Yeah. It definitely looks like part of the game will be involving that. <laughs> yeah, we still don't know what it is right now. It's like a horror game slash like a sci-fi it, it shooter. Look, it, look, it, looks like, it looks like Kojima read a bunch of Lovecraft and then made a game. Oh, by the way, Ethan, you know what engine they're using for that game? No idea. The Horizon engine. Probably, yeah. Sure, you're welcome. Kojima's a massive Horizon fan, and they just licensed the engine. Uh, he met with the Gorilla team in Netherlands, and they love Kojima. They all worship him. And I Kojima worship was Kojima. like, you think? And Kojima, well, it was well, literally, it was just this. Kojima was like, hi, Sony's bringing me in like uh, as a studio, like you guys. Do you think I can use your engine? And their answer was just like, yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, you can use our engine. Please yeah. go for it. Um, so, uh, so there's lots of synergy between the teams. And, uh, you know, I think it is interesting that they're doing an openly gay young female love story in Last of Us. We already mm-hmm. saw that in Life is Strange. It's going to be really tough to top that, the, the multiple uh, young female romance love story from Life is Strange. But if anyone can do it, Ashley Johnson as Ellie and whoever her partner is. And they're doing it on two timelines, apparently. You're playing multiple yeah. timelines. I mean... I mean, I'm a time travel nut. I'm a sci-fi nut, but I love what they're doing it. I just, I don't know, you guys. Like, Ethan, I, 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 I never talked to you about this before. Ethan, you've never played these games. I can't imagine life is, um, I'm sorry, that, uh, that, that this second part of Last of Us will not be amazing. I, I, Last of Us is a game I've never touched because I can't, one, if I openly criticize it, I will be butchered on the internet. But two, I... Uh, I've never played it, so I can't give an honest opinion about it. And if I, even if I did like it, like I, I'm going to leave that one on its own. I'm just mm-hmm. not going to touch that. I'm just well, not, I've I'm criticized just, I'm the like, combat from the initial release, which they fixed greatly and yeah, they, they remastered. It, it, def- it definitely looks like the combat was very flourished. Yeah, while, Austin, what's, while, what's now, your now, experience now, it been with the game? It looks very cinematic for the yeah. entire thing. 
So I come from a background of a lot of Resident Evil 2, um, you know, just classic, like, slow horror shooters, like, not really, like, fast, yeah, like, what, so when I got into Last of Us and, like, games like Uncharted and stuff like that, it was kind of just, like, a little bit of getting used to, because that was the time when I actually started, like, playing, like, Halo, actually, like, you know, and so, like, having, mixing, like, an FPS game with, like, a, like, a, a single player, like a thir- third person. I can't explain. Like <laughs> trying to explain it, like no, environment yeah, it shooter. All those stuff, yeah. Environment yeah. shooter, yeah. Like mm-hmm. it's not. It's like a cover to cover slash yeah. uh, single player game. So it was. It was kind of new to me. But you know, having played, I have experience playing Last of Us on extreme mode. Um, can't find any materials. Never finished it because I just raged on it. But uh, it, it it is a great uh, game in the sense that it does a good blend of what uh, it's not strictly just like all combat and stuff like that. There's a lot of like Splinter Cell aspects, you know, just being quiet and you know knowing to really like, pick and choose your battles and stuff like that. Um, the story, however, oh, it's fantastic. Right, it had some of the best writing I've ever played in, in the video great. game. Yeah, great. So, um, all right, all right, guys. Um, well, this is a great overview. Shiva. Go Tsushima. Yeah, maybe we'll continue. Spider-Man. You know, I don't care that much about Spider-Man. I'm glad people are excited about it. I don't really care. Um, So, Ethan, why don't... Can you just give us a little Nintendo rundown? Then, Austin, you can respond, and then we'll do final thoughts uh, for now. Oh, well, and and, 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 then... But after after that, we have our three miscellaneous separate from the big show stuff, because each of these three titles were showed off at the Microsoft conference, okay. but they're not Microsoft exclusive, so okay. it, didn't, it didn't feel right to include those for Microsoft. Well, why don't you do that now, and then we'll go to sure. Nintendo later. Um, something that me and Austin are personally excited for, but I've looked around, and not everyone is super feeling it at the moment. Uh, Jump Force. Mm-hmm. It is basically taking the big three as far as fighting shonen anime, sh- shonen anime goes, Goku, uh, the Dragon Ball Z, One Piece, and uh, Naruto. Naruto, and putting them into a very buttery 3D perspective fighting game. I don't know, Austin's much more of an expert on this stuff than yeah, I am. It's, it's more of like a hyper-realistic J-Stars. Like they, they released J-Stars like a year ago, I think, on the PS4, but like mm. they're doing like 3d graphics and like bandai namco is just like hey how can we turn this into like the most over exaggerated fighter <laughs> yeah so it's it's a big crossover yeah but um i'm just excited to see like you know how the game is gonna run on like the like can they really take advantage of like making anime characters look like hd and stuff like that because we only see them like 2d forms and stuff like that interesting um Right. Kingdom Hearts 3. Oh, yeah, I can't uh, I'm the biggest Disney whore in the planet, and I still don't understand Kingdom Hearts. I don't get it. Okay, you don't understand Kingdom Hearts? It's just Kingdom funny because you've played Final no, Fantasy. and I love Final Fantasy, and I love Disney. I don't get Kingdom See, Hearts. See, Kingdom Hearts has the worst voice acting ever, and that's why right. I love it. It's okay. it's an anime mm-hmm. with bad voice acting, and the story... With Mickey Mouse. Yeah, with Mickey Mouse. Yeah. When you get into the game, you're first just like, what is this anime shit? Why am I, oh <laughs> why am I God. watching this? But like, it's hearts and stuff like that. But 
when you um people grow up playing these games so they didn't really know like i guess like me being a naive child i didn't know what good writing or good acting was i was just i was just loving all of it but like if you can really like pay attention to like not the convoluted stuff and like all the continuity games that they have and you you just stay strictly to like the base storyline it's someone saving someone else's existence Mm. and like you know just banding to be fair as someone who is an hardcore JRPGer and Western RPGer, as Ethan can attest, I think Final Fantasy is the most overrated franchise ever oh. in any genre, but especially the RPG. Final Fantasy is so so overrated. Yeah, and then the, the nostalgia from from Final Fantasy comes from Final Fantasy VII. Yes, but nothing lives up to Final Fantasy VII to anybody ever, and so it's 12, like people. Final it's like Fantasy people, twelve fans will disagree with you, but I, I like. I fell That's my like favorite 12. Final Fantasy. No, my favorite is twelve. My favorite's twelve, but it's like people who love Boba Fett in Star Wars. You're like, well, why do you like Boba Fett? Well, he's got a cool costume from the '80s. It's like, okay, and no, that's it. That's like, yeah. So just pure nostalgia? Yeah, pure nostalgia. Okay. So if you like Final Fantasy, pure nostalgia, that's fine. But I, I think it's way overrated. And as as Ethan, you made a great joke last time about that Final Fantasy seven a rebastered is gonna come out in the same day that Half Life Three comes out on. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Final Fantasy seven is gonna probably get pushed back to like a PS five console release or something at like least, that. At least. At yeah. least. The very so, least. all right, guys. All right, so let's let's wrap up this wrap up. Um, oh, oh well, we have two more things, really. Okay, go ahead. Go. Uh, we'll, we'll skim over this really quickly. Shadows die twice. Looks yeah, whatever. Really, from really software. Awesome. From software. Next, Dark Souls. It's basically yeah. Dark Souls plus ninjas um, yeah. and samurai. Um, the more important one we need to talk about is Cyberpunk 2077. Okay. Oh okay. my goodness. Six okay. years yes. in making, finally get something from them. <laughs> I'm always nervous when you name your game after the genre it's based after. That that seems a little weird to me. Like I love the cyberpunk genre from William Gibson to Ghost in the Shell to The Matrix and Blade Runner and so forth. But I don't know why you name it cyberpunk. But other than that, it seems kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, it, it just looks awesome. Hopefully that their attitude, uh, that, that they're very, um, that they're very, uh, consumer friendly mm. attitude towards how they develop a game actually translate into a good game, just like the Witcher was. And I have no doubt that since they showed off the Witcher and all of its flourish and released two fantastic DLCs for it. Oh, it's, pro- it's project red. Yes. Yeah, still project red. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, uh, there's no reason why this game shouldn't be the same, especially since they spent six years on it, which is already... I love these European companies. You got the the Polish with Project Red, you got Gorilla in the Netherlands. Like, they're thinking on another level. I'm I'm a huge fan of this stuff, yeah. Yeah. Especially since it'll be seven years by the time this game launches. That's two plus plus more years than industry standard is to work on a good game like this. Hmm. So... Mm. props hope it's good okay all right uh, so Nintendo. okay okay yeah well first of all so austin your final word you can know about any game or franchise or whatever ethan then we'll throw it to you for uh, uh, you can bring up one big thing about nintendo and we'll close it out so but austin firstly to you <laughs> all right so um the game that i i really like you know was hype about was smash um mm. yeah because uh mm. you know that was the one thing i was waiting for like like a couple months ago but 
the other really like big thing that i wanted to see was kingdom hearts 3 and uh, sony delivered they they showed the most uh, like they showed like five trailers throughout the entire entirety of e3 and um you know just seeing a release date finally and you know just uh, like um the storyline there's a lot of like spoilers in the trailer apparently for like what happens after 2.8 <clears throat> but um yeah i'm just waiting for you know kingdom hearts 3 to release uh i really want to see what uh, microsoft can do next time maybe they'll do better because uh you know they, they showed off a bunch of like games randomly and stuff like that but yeah i'm, hi- I'm really hyped for nintendo and sony and um yeah that's about it all right well my quick thing ethan before i throw it to you is the star wars video game well battlefront 2 uh no the, the announced the announced new one from ea oh yeah ethan, the Jedi one? ethan do you want to know you want to know my my feeling about this uh the new oh. new announcement i i have a feeling you had to tell me regardless That's my thought. Can, can we can we just roll a clip back from Jesse in November <laughs> saying that Battlefront Two is going to sell more copies than Call of Duty World War Two? Please, that's not what I said. I said yes, there would be is. more people yes, playing. I said there'd be yes, more people playing online regularly in it's Battlefront. Basically, the same thing. And yeah, World War Two is dead. I see. Yeah, dude. I bet you, Ethan. Right now, look. I bet you there are more people playing Battlefront, the Battlefronts, than the Call of Duties right now. Not on PS4. Okay. The point is, I never liked the game. You know that. I've been consistent about that and consistent about hating EA. So that was my feeling about any Can we roll pre-launch hype of Jesse, please? Oh, please. Please. You want to roll tape? I'll roll tape on you any day. Let, 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 can, can we, can we timestamp your moment of a... And then when the game is actually good, can we just play that as well? Please? The game was never good. The game well, was never what good. What if it is? But what if it is? I only bought it because it came with my PlayStation system. Literally, I paid nothing for it. It's horrible. It is terrible. And I want Jedi Fallen Order to be good, but I have zero confidence because the last good game of Star Wars uh, was the original Force Unleashed, which was like, what, 10 years ago, maybe? Yeah, it was PS3. Yeah. No, it's got to be like 11 years Yeah, so they have to do what they did before, which is have LucasArts, an in-house development studio, and bring people to it and develop their own games. But if you're going to get a partner, EA is not the partner to get. And so I'm going to make poopy sounds whenever they have announcements about Star Wars games. So, all right, Ethan, lead us out with something with Nintendo to make us feel Um, good about ourselves. Jesse, your favorite, Fire Emblem. Yeah. Yep. Oh, uh, yeah. Go on. It, so it looks go like, on. Um, so they're taking. You know how the Warriors games work? Uh huh. So they're basically taking the combat scenery of Warriors Ooh. and then translating that into traditional Fire Emblem with like traditional. All the mechanics are the same, but you're getting the <laughs> visuals of Warriors. So all of your yeah. aim units have a billion little other units of the same type around it, and they're all charging at each other. Think of, like, think of like a tactics kind of game like uh you know just like sending units oh i around like what i'm stuff. hearing yeah uh so it looks really cool uh it looks like there's going to be you you know how the open world part of valencia works yeah. Yeah. they're bringing that back but in like a bigger detail okay. um and then it looks like there's going to be a slightly different cinematic art style similar to the one in valencia as well versus the one in awakening so take that as 
think that either either you do or don't. Yeah, like no, it, I, I love the art style in Valencia. My bigger problems were that Awakening has a better like buddy system or whatever you want to call right. it. And right. I I didn't like that it was all kids. Like anime uh, that, is annoying on its own, but anime kids are particularly annoying. Yeah, so that, that, if I'm gonna have anime, I'd rather have anime adults, like in Final Fantasy or Fire Emblem Awakening, than Fire Emblem Valencia, where it's a bunch of anime kids and I just right. punch them in the face. Sorry. Right. Take notes, Sora. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Take notes. <laughs> um, the whole 25 minutes they spent to develop to show us off what they were doing for Smash is awesome. Yeah great um there's something that needs to be said about that it's just that's just it on its own. all yeah. right well look let's, uh, Fortnite on we switch to... and a new mario yeah. party well, so once we get some more information austin if you'd be happy coming back i'd love to have you back on the podcast this has been great um, and, and well, once we get some more information on this stuff, I, you know, I'm a Sony whore. Ethan's a Nintendo whore. You know, that's just how it I'm is. I'm everything whore. I don't like. Yeah, if, if, I'm if, if, good gaming. I'm good gaming. Whore. Yeah, yeah. Austin's <laughs> the, the good gaming whore. Um, Ethan, anything on Destiny Two, and then we'll wrap on this thing. Ethan, Philly robot dies. <laughs> I'm not Spoiler. kidding. That was the. That was the. Inti- no, it's the trailer. It's the trailer. It's in the trailer. Oh, okay. Okay. It did the trailer they showed off on the Sony conference. Ooh, they they made a, a new Firefly Ooh. movie. Is that why? Ooh, no, Nathan Fillion just they just shoot Nathan Fillion robot in the face. No explanations. Just I wish it was a new Firefly movie. <sighs> Me Probably too. budget. Me too. Me too. All right, cool, Austin. Uh, where can we find you on the interwebs or Twitchers or whatever? Uh, you can find me um, at my Twitter handle, Mister X Soy Sauce, and on Twitch as Mister Underscore Soy Sauce. <laughs> word and ethan uh you can find me on twitter at l underscore fedorable and on twitch at l underscore fedorable awesome all right well thank you two guys really appreciate you being on guys we will be doing more follow-up coverage to this i just wanted to get a quick one out right after e3 ended relatively ish and so thank you to my contributors thank you to the listeners but for now the Bizzlecast is out all right, guys. Thank you. Sorry to keep it short tonight, but I just wanted to get yeah, this no one problem. out. Yeah. Sounds thank good, you, bro. Austin, for jumping on. Appreciate it. No problem, dude. Uh, Love to talk, talk about games. <laughs> yeah, dude. We'll, we should do this again, both of you guys. Yeah, absolutely. All right. I'll talk to you all soon. Yeah. Right. See, see you, dude. Peace.